Debbie and Veronica here, two successful creative entrepreneurs with a combined age of 120 years. I'm 55. And I'm 65. We have five children and three grandchildren between us. As a Gen Xer or Boomer, how do you thrive? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, and more. We passionately believe in a world where women feel good about life and themselves, knowledgeable about relevant actions that will help them to thrive. Have you ever thought, if I only knew? Then come along with us on this journey. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of If I Only Knew. Today, you're going for another real treat. We're interviewing Jennifer Seven. Um, Jennifer and I have known each other a good bit of a time. We work together. I should say I work for Jennifer um, as one of her coaches in, in business development. So we've had a great time. And Jennifer's got a wealth of knowledge and is going to talk to us a little bit about today, like why meditation? Just give us some insight into it. Um, so with an open mind and open heart, I introduce you to Jennifer. Well, thank you, Debbie. And thanks, Veronica. Thank for you for coming. Today. It's exciting. Oh, gosh. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've always been passionate about helping people. Uh, in particular, I've always been helping women. My life's just always revolved around helping women with various things and uh, have my own weight loss center, helping women with their weight. But uh, about, gosh, five years ago, I went through a pretty difficult divorce, mm. which left me pretty broken emotionally, financially, uh, in, in many ways. And I was looking for something just to make myself feel better. And if you're familiar with Deepak Chopra, he has a uh, wonderful meditation series that he puts out uh, and he was doing it with Oprah. Uh, and it was the 21, med 21 day meditation uh, program that you could do and it was free. And so I would just start listening to it and just the sound of his voice. And if you haven't heard Deepak's voice, it's the most soothing, comforting voice. So that's how I really started on my journey. I started with a 21 day meditation and I would just listen to them as often as possible and it would make me feel better. And it, it just started me on this path. And I started getting involved in yoga and the meditative part of yoga was very healing for me. So it really started this, this journey of, of emotional healing mm. and changing my life. And as I healed and, and felt better and better, I went to a, a retreat up at Kripalu up in uh, the Berkshires. And that was an amazing, Oh, I bet that was yes, beautiful. That was just yeah. More meditation, more yoga. I hadn't really done any of, of that kind of thing. And I, I just was going on this path and really found that it was changing my life for the better, was putting me in a better emotional place, uh, reducing my stress. And I, I just, I'm that kind of person who has to help other people. So I was like, oh, I think I really want to teach this. So one thing about deciding to teach something is it sure makes you learn it. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. And go deeper. So I, I looked around a lot and I said, okay, what, what, where do I want to go? What do I want to learn? And I, I found myself heading back to Deepak Chopra's program. He has a very intensive teacher training program. So that's what I decided to do. I, I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go for this. 
and uh, it was about a year program. Wow. Uh, I had absolutely no idea how much there was to meditation or teaching meditation. Uh, we went very deep uh, into uh, Vedic philosophy, kind of where did it all come from? And right. there's, there's so much knowledge out there. So, wow, that's, that's how I started. Uh, that's a long answer. Wow. Here, no, that's no, okay. That's no, it makes a lot of sense. And yeah. I think, you know, we all have different ways of dealing with emotional, uh, to emotionally heal, I think. And I don't think there's a woman out there that our listener out there isn't going through or hasn't had some type of challenging experience, uh, emotional experience, which they need to heal. And and meditation offers that when And, you know, a lot of times people think meditation, you have to sit there and you have to have special pillows and your knees have to be a certain way and you have to hold your fingers a certain way. This is how I used to think. Okay, the wing, you know, zoom. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect, of course. And and as we know, life is always perfect. Yeah. But in fact, (laughs) I think you of all people, obviously there's different levels and you have studied with someone who obviously provides a wide variety of intense levels as well as simple levels Mm -hmm. for people who are just beginning or who say, why meditation? What is it? I don't think I could quiet my, what is this quiet stuff? I mean, what, what is it? What does it really mean? I mean, is it like help us with that? Yes. Well, so first of all, I know that everybody thinks they have to sit there with a blank mind which is not possible. No, it's just not possible. So I I always want to say right up front, that's not the, really the goal is not to make yourself just sit there in total silence. It doesn't work that way. It's not possible. Meditation is actually the journey from activity into silence. What we're trying to do is just bring ourselves into a more quiet space. Okay. But we have to recognize that we have thousands and thousands of thoughts every day with 60,000, 70,000 thoughts. And it, it's impossible to control that. We can't control our minds. Thoughts just come and come and come. Right. And you know how it is. One thought will lead to the next, to the next. Like, right. oh, I'm hungry. I think I want to go out to dinner. Well, then do I want to go to Italian or do I want to go here? Or And then when I get there, what am I going to eat? Am I going to eat the, or I'm going to eat healthy and have salad? No, no, I'm going to have the chicken farm. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And the thoughts just one leads to the next, to the next, to the next. So really the goal of meditation is to try to find a little bit of silence between thoughts but just to back up for a minute why do you want to meditate why 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 do you care right well meditation is an amazing tool for stress reduction so I think for so many people they're they're looking for a way to reduce stress in their lives and this is a way again to go from that activity into silence it's calming there are scientific studies now Chopra's done a lot of them that actually shows the effects on blood pressure right blood pressure comes down our breathing lowers uh the body can actually reduce inflammation cholesterol it's really pretty amazing when you look at these studies and you're thinking all I have to do is sit there with my fingers (laughs) cross-legged and meditate and I well yeah it's it's a process it's a process so so with the Chopra technique uh, what I find very helpful why I like it is we use a technique called primordial sound I don't know if you guys have heard of it no I haven't okay so primordial sound there are according to the ancient philosophers there are 108 primordial sounds in nature and they were figured out by these ancient, ancient yogis who set out on the cliffs or by the ocean. And and they would identify a sound based on the lunar cycle. So okay. it's a little bit of astrology, you know, based on the position of the moon and the sun and the earth. 
there would be a sound that nature was making. So you, it could be the sound of the wind blowing or the water coming down through the stream or the ocean. And so they identified primordial sounds and they identified that there were 108. And so they took that sound and they gave it a word, but the word really doesn't have a meaning. So it's, it's a primordial sound. And what I think is pretty cool is that there was a sound that the, the, that the universe was making at the moment of your birth. And so we can identify, there's a program that the Chopra Center has that we can put in all of your information and get you your own sound, but know that it's one of 108. Okay. So if you use that sound, it's called a mantra, which just is just sound. Just sound. Okay. So mantra always you think of almost like an affirmation, but it's not. Mantra is just sound. It's a sound vibration. Vibration. Okay. To meditate on that sound vibration, you're taking yourself back from the moment when you went from what they call the non-local to the local at the moment of your birth. You came from somewhere else right, <laughs> into this world. And so if you meditate on that sound, it helps take you back to that. So it's relaxing and, it's and relaxing soothing. And, and, like and it should resonate alone. with you because it was your sound. And now it's, when you're given your sound, it's yours to keep privately. You know, it's not something you really want to share with people. It's your own sound. And you meditate on it silently. So what that'll help you do when you're trying to meditate and you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to meditate, is you just close your eyes and you, you relax. And we want it to be so effortless but you just silently think to yourself your sound, your word. And I'll give you an example of one. Like, so hum is a mantra word. And it's really taking you to I am, kind of who I am. So that's one you could use. And you just silently would be like, so hum, so hum, so hum. But you're saying it silently. And then your mind is going to wander. And it's going to go, well, i got things to do. And i got to, like, go grocery shopping. And I'll worry. I'm going to get this meditation. Like, so, so real life. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. So then you say, oh, wait a minute, I'm meditating. Bring yourself back to so hum, so hum. Now, the goal is, remember when I was talking about all these thoughts, one thought after another thought after another thought. But in between the thoughts, there's a little space, a little tiny space of silence. And that Deepak calls the gap. It's the gap between thoughts. And in that little tiny gap, that's really your true essence, is in that silence between thoughts. And that's where we want to go with meditation. So when you're meditating and you're getting very relaxed and you're chanting your mantra to yourself, you're falling into that gap. And the more that you meditate, the longer that little gap becomes. Now, I always like to laugh and say, well, oh, I was in the gap. I know I was in the gap. Well, you don't, you can't really know you're in the gap when you're in the gap because then you'd be having a thought. Right, right. So it's kind of like coming out of it. You know, if you've ever come out of uh, like sleep or maybe almost asleep and you're like, was I asleep? Was I awake? Oh, maybe that's kind of so the you have, so that's the that feeling, feeling you have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, the goal is to kind of get into the gap. Okay. So if people you know, obviously there's things like that. Is there, is there a way that you can consider meditating, getting into the gap by just taking good deep breaths and getting quiet? I mean, people, I think it would be awesome to be able to add that. I always think your morning routine, you oh, know, absolutely. what is the best way to add? When do you best meditate? I guess would be my Two other questions. Really good, great questions. You can use any meditation technique that you want. And there are many different meditation techniques. Deep breathing is, and just concentrating on your breath thinking about your breath as a meditative experience it also can be deeply relaxing and mm-hmm. deep breathing, deep belly breathing. We often breathe in our chest. Yeah. Uh, there's guided 
meditation, guided visualizations. Mm -hmm. You can listen to those um, and get yourself deeply relaxed. Uh, We believe that the best time to meditate is first thing in the morning before you start your day. So you get up and it's it's a very quiet, peaceful time. The quietest time of the day is that dawn. I don't know what time you get up. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wake up when the sun wakes up. Like so that's God, kind of, and, yeah. And really, honestly, no more than a 30-minute meditation. And 30 minutes may seem, seem really long. It doesn't have to be that long. You can start with 10 minutes. Yeah, because probably most people are like, I don't have an extra five minutes in my morning. Exactly. Especially, you know, if they've got to get to work or rush out. Kids, everything. kids, everything. So see if you can get yourself up just 15 minutes early and do your little meditation before you get on with your day. You'd be amazed how that starts your day off really well. So the goal would be if you could do it two times a day, it would be awesome. The second time, typically before supper. It's kind mm-hmm. of before you eat because the digestion, you know, rumbling. Or if you do it after supper, you fall asleep. <laughs> I'm sure, right. You know, have you ever right. had that? You know, you're just yeah. like, oh. I just want to go to yeah. bed. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, we I pray at night, and it's like that's, that's a great way to fall sleep. asleep. Like, it just like, okay, yeah. Um, now, if, you, now. if you're looking for help with sleep, right. it's there a are great meditation yeah. which yeah. will help, you know, knock you out. But you'd be amazed how rested you feel. It's mm-hmm. like getting all the rest of sleep without having to fall asleep. The meditation can really help you feel rested. Mm-hmm. But I do tell people, whatever experience you have is fine. It's perfect. It's perfect, whatever right. it is. If you fall asleep consistently, you know what that means? You're tired. <laughs> yes. You <do>. And your <laughs> you body need to go needs to sleep. rest. Yeah. In the beginning, sometimes people get fidgety and anxious and nervous and twitchy. You know, like, oh, I can't sit here. I can't sit here. Yeah. Actually, you're releasing stress. When that's occurring. So I always tell people, whatever your experience is, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. And the more that you do it, the more consistently, the more your body will start to settle down. And if you're an extremely highly stressed person, it could take a little bit of time before I can see that difference. A question, and you can tell me, I'm I'm thinking this is a form of meditation, but um, I would wake up you know, typically I was dealing with sleep issues and was trying to do a natural way. So I would wake up several times during the night. Um, the first, maybe at two o'clock with the high anxiety, it's two in the morning and I'm, I'm obsessing and I'm overthinking (laughs) and I'm worrying about this or that, and I can't get back to sleep. So what I tried to do was the deep belly. I was like 16 in 16 out. And I would just do that quietly to myself. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed how it must have done something with the cortisol or whatever was being released to settle me back down. It wasn't like I had to think anything. It was just, okay, David, just focus on breathing because it's better to, I found when I shifted to just focusing on breathing, it helped get quiet those thoughts out of me. So is that sort of like a form of meditation? Absolutely. Okay. Because I don't want people to think they have to always take forever, that there's such a good way in so many ways. There are so many ways. Some people do alternate nostril breathing which is like breathe in through one nostril and then out through the other. You can do that. And that can really help settle you down, especially okay. at night. So a good one, the alternate nostril breathing. There's so much you can do with breath, with breath. And I think people don't realize how important our breath is. It's really all about the breath. And yeah. you can follow your breath right yeah. into meditation. Yeah. Walking meditations. If you go take a walk in nature and just be in that moment and enjoy like we're getting into fall. If you enjoy the beautiful, beautiful colors and enjoy, see the nature, that can be very meditative, very calming and relaxing. You take the dog out for a nice, peaceful walk. Hopefully it's peaceful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. If there's no other kidding. dogs around in my dog's Sitting case. by the ocean. I mean, yeah. the ocean waves can be incredibly meditative. 
I know you love the beach. I do too. Uh, yes. And I listen to the waves and I have an app, I think that where I play the waves yeah. and I actually both, when you look, when I babysit my grandchildren, cause we didn't have this back in the day, um, they actually um, have the, the sound machine and they have the waves and it, those kids go out. I mean, it's, and I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm going out too. Oh, cause yeah. you start to really settle down and in, it your, has a, in your body. And in and in out. Yes. And in and out. Yeah. So, so meditation can help you physically with your stress and, and all these physiological things. But if you want to go a little deeper, it can take you on a spiritual journey as well. So it's really whatever you want, whatever it to you be. want it to be. And, and what's on. really cool about it is as you meditate, your body knows what's best for it. So as you're getting into the silence, which is your true essential self, every time you come out, you're bringing a little bit of what your body really wants. You'll, you'll find yourself making better choices with what you eat, with what you do. The toxins are going out. And if you have toxic relationships, you might be able to see them a little bit differently because you're, you're just dipping into who you really are. You shared your, a bit of your story. You found that to be the most helpful to you then in terms of trying to um, identify, I'm sure, some of the things that you were going through and how to better handle them. That yeah. you found was, I was the healing I part was of it. in a very negative place. So mm. I had to, to redo my thoughts. And so I, I was doing it from a lot of directions. I was doing affirmations. I was doing meditation. I was doing yoga. And I, I was actually going to do anything I possibly could to make myself feel better but in a good way, not right. in a bad way. <laughs> right, of course. So the meditation was a huge, has been and still is a huge piece. And I understand you teach also um, in the, with your weight loss clients, I've seen that you have the classes posted. How have, how have they described that as a benefit to them? Yes. Uh, again, there are scientific studies showing now, and, and the word I like to use with my weight loss clients is mindfulness, which is being mindful of what you're doing, paying attention to what you're doing. And so we're using mindfulness. I, I think they like that word better okay. than meditation okay. uh, because it seems more doable, but it's paying attention to what you're eating, how you're feeling when you're eating it, kind of so rating yourself, yeah. like right. on a scale of one to 10, am I really that hungry? Where am I on my mm -hmm. hunger? And as you begin to eat, you switch it around to now how full am I? Yeah. And when you to about a six or a seven, okay, yeah. that's good enough. But smelling your food, chewing your food, yeah. looking at your food, mm. not doing anything else when you're eating. You know how we eat in front Multitask. of the TV yeah. or on the on phone. phones, checking. Yeah, and then, so and then you're, about you're that. too fast. You yeah. eat too fast, and then your stomach hasn't caught up. Your brain and your stomach haven't caught up. So slowing down. If we can just slow, slow down and down. make it a pleasant experience. And set your table. Have a nice place setting. Use a pretty wine glass for your water. It mm -hmm. doesn't have it, to be this horrible experience. It can be a wonderful yeah. experience. But it, right. just paying attention. Being yeah. in the moment, really. And so that so teaches them. And that's a connection they make when they're learning to meditate. And they're also looking at how to be in that moment when they're getting ready to approach a meal, which when they're trying to think through differently about how they eat, because most people have weight problems, often physio physiologic as well, but can be all, and we've taught, heard yeah. a lot of emotion. It's a lot of emotional lot thinking. Of emotion. And yeah. so it's, you ha can't ignore that piece. So that's right. another, another right. way to look at well, it. And, right. and, and then, the other thing too, is like, let's say you're having this tremendous craving for ice cream. Well, if you're, practicing meditation and mindfulness, then you'd be like, okay, I know I recognize that I'm having this craving for this ice cream, but now I'm going to make a conscious decision. 
do I want the ice cream? Am I going to eat it? Or am I going to eat only three bites? Or am I not going to eat it at all? But you're making a conscious decision. Rather than just Just mindlessly. mindlessly The whole bowl. And and then I hate myself because I ate it and I didn't really want it. So you're just slowing down enough. And maybe you will make that decision to eat it and that's okay. Right. But you made But you chose to do it. You didn't just shove it in your mouth because you had a craving. And so your body is starting to say hello let's think about this right. before we do this and maybe yeah. we're going to make a better choice better choice yeah. so it takes time yes so wow in closing okay because we keep our podcast to their little <laughs> time because we so could talk there's just so there's much so i know much we start and talking and, and it's and like i love dang, to guide the people through something over. so they would not be so the fear would be removed oh, because it is I'd a very like quiet that. that we can do that at some point but 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 today we can't obviously but um, what do you think is the best piece of advice you'd like to share to our, our listeners regarding, uh, the, the, if I, if you had only known sooner, perhaps about, uh, meditation. Oh gosh. Um, if I'd only known sooner, I would have done it sooner. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, try, I highly recommend try the 21 day meditation. There's one coming up. Oh, I wrote down what the title of it was. Uh, you can get on on the internet and just search for Deepak Chopra 21 Day Meditation. It's so gentle. It's so easy. Give it a try. And and if right, what if, do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? And it can really make a big difference in your life if you give it a chance. Right. Well, thank awesome. you. Thank you yeah. so we much, love, Jennifer. Love having you. You could tell yeah, she's so interesting. Exceedingly <laughs> excited about yes. this, which is all so Damn. good. It is so good. Okay. Very interesting. Yes. Now, Great. do you want to do the 30 minute or the 30 qu- the little quiz questions? We'll, we'll, we'll do, do that, that in a minute. Okay. Hold Thanks on. for listening, thank everybody. You. All right. So we just have a few questions we want to ask you, Jennifer. Okay. So just first thing that pops into your mind, just let us know. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh. <sighs> Chocolate. Ooh, yes. <laughs> What's who is the last person you texted? Oh my gosh. Uh probably uh one of my coaches at work. Okay. Last book you read. Oh, last book I read. Um I'm having trouble with that one because I've got all these on my Kindle, but I don't know. I know. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Uh last movie you watched. Uh last movie. Last movie, last movie, last movie. Um does it have to be in the movie theater no. or at home? No. Oh, no. This is terrible. Oh, I know. It's no. hard, right? I know. Well, I've been watching The Sopranos. I've been oh, watching, which that's... is not a it's movie. It's not a movie, but it's a, it's something you watch. We'll watch What's that. your favorite food? Besides chocolate. Besides chocolate. It <laughs> <laughs> have to be wine. Uh, uh, no, I, no, 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 no. Um, uh, I love pasta. Oh, me too. Uh, longest friendship you've had? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'd say since I was in college. Well, how long? <laughs> I'm afraid to say how long ago that that's was. That's okay. Um... Graduated in like say, 83, so uh, 50 yeah, years. long time, know, right? I'm not, I'm not that old. It's like 40 yeah. years. Let's say yeah. 40 years. Great. <laughs> Have kids? Yes, three. Oh, that's great. Uh, grandkids? No. No. Favorite color? Uh, purple. Introvert or extrovert? Oh, I'm an introvert and extrovert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have so many of that, right? <laughs> we are, yeah. Uh, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Toilet paper <laughs> over or under? Over. Oh, Absolutely. So good. <laughs> She's a song. Favorite song. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm I I can't pick one, but I'm really okay. I'm really into mantra music, so I'll I'll pick an artist. Sonata Mahar is a beautiful, beautiful mantra music. She actually won an Emmy. Check it out. Um, It's weird music, but I love it. That's (laughs) awesome. Thank you. Oh no, Jennifer. Thank you. It's been so much fun. (laughs) Thank you again. You're welcome. Okay.